and welcome to the Irish Arsenal Gunner podcast. It's Tuesday the 7th of February. I'm your host as always, Jonathan Giles. Uh, I'm joined on the show this week by my weekly and regular guests, um, Eamon Donnelly. How are you? Ah, evening, Jonathan. I was away in Fort Ventura there. Uh, <laughs> I thought Fort Ventura was a car. Uh, like a Zephyr or a Capri there. Uh, my plan was a uh, trip to the Canaries meant down to Carroll Road there. Uh, North City. <laughs> well, how we doing? That's not Marquinhos. He's on about neither on his long move. <laughs> um, I'm also joined by Martin Stoneville. Um, also host of uh, Beyond the Last Man. How are you, Martin? Good evening. Not too bad. Well, after last weekend, I'm I'm, I'm just recovering. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, it was quite a horrific watch. <laughs> and Unfortunate, yeah. Great to have back John Media after a wide out. How are you, John? And welcome back. It's nice to be back on the Eamon Donnelly show. It's yeah. been a while, so it's good to be back. Yeah, that's well, the original we, cast, we, no? John, yeah, we just... We decided to we decided to triple the um the quotient of common sense. That's why you're back on, pal. <laughs> it would be John's first and last one back by the looks. <laughs> um, we're gonna have the Johnny Joyles march out over that south side of the Emirates on uh, Saturday after the game, so uh, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, we'll have we, we hired a plane and we'll, and we'll put an end to this nonsense. <laughs> Right, it was nice to have John back on. See you next week. <laughs> Good to have you back, John. Um, as always, you can catch our show on the Dublin Arsenal YouTube channel. We're back up on Spotify again as of last week and all our episodes from January the 1st. Um, and we're also, you can catch us on Instagram as well, where Martin here will be um, adding daily content as always, uh, anything Arsenal related. Uh, also catch uh, Beyond the Last Man, uh, the sister show to this, all about the women's side. And um, is there a show this week, Martin? I hope there is, yeah. So I'm just having making arrangements with the girls. So unfortunately, we didn't have a great weekend with the women either. So <laughs> it's all not good. But yeah, like we, 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 will, we will be posting quite soon. Um, yeah, you, uh, thanks to our sponsors, always Club Golf. .co.uk, uh, uh, use Dub Arsenal 10 for a 10% discount and go to our supporters bar in Dublin City Centre, the River Bar, where um, you can catch us there for any matches uh, from now till the end of the season and throughout any season while we're still yeah. here. Um, last week's stats was uh, an incredible 4,023 views, um, seven likes and subscriber-wise we're at 2,820. Uh, Martin, that's mostly down to JustArsenal.com. You'd like to give them a mention again? Yeah, definitely want to mention them. And, and thanks to, to JustArsenal.com for actually posting our videos on their page. It seems to work, so we, we're getting the views now. So let's just to get subscribers. So what we're doing just to celebrate is we're going to give away one of these bottles. So it's like our second jersey black or the church jersey pink. So you can choose that. And to win this, you have to wait till the end of the show. And then you can find out what you have to do to... To get into the draw so but it's just yeah we just want to give the justarsenal.com and the just arsenal videos on youtube for them a bit of a mention and, and and push them on and because they do exactly the same they do fantastic content for for arsenal as well especially on the web page but yeah. also on the video channel which they're trying to get up and running with to get all the the uh, press conferences in from the women's and the men's game so yeah just give them a follow and then at the end of the show we'll let you know what you have to do to win this bottle yeah and uh, it's great to have 
our show and theirs as well to to um, yeah. uh, I, think the number, I think the number of views jonathan in fairness um it's a it's an alarming trend that both masochism and self-harm are on the rise <laughs> <laughs> and that's without you on it last week <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> so you're saying we're going to get double <laughs> <laughs> this week. Uh, well, uh, Eamon has a strip line on that has to be ready for 9 pm. <laughs> um, so I'm looking forward to see how wait that comes out. <laughs> um, of course, on our show, as always, this week we'll be reviewing our one way defeat to Everton, uh, unfortunately, um, and also previewing um, Saturday's game against Brentford at home. Uh, 3 p.m. kickoff. Um, I think most of you lads are at that race this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's on Premier Sports One for anyone not at us, uh, which is nice to see. Uh, as well, there was a game, um, the game against Everton at home, which was due to be, which was scheduled for September, but the passing of the Queen sadly cancelled that one. Um, that's for March the fourth now. Yeah, uh, Wednesday was it three weeks. 7:45. Another massive game, that one, um, after what happened on Saturday. But our home form, I'm not too worried about. <laughs> and to come this Saturday, we'll probably lose to Brentford. <laughs> um, we start off, as always, um, with the review of uh, the weekend's game. Um, a James Tarkowski header from a Dwight McNeil corner. The old Burnley 1-2, which, which I say John Deutsch was happy with. Um, <clears throat> in terms of chances for ourselves in the match, Party had a shot early on that was saved well by Pickford. Um, and Ketia blazed over, but he done well to muscle the Everton defender in the build up to it. And then Saka was unlucky not to score. I think he'd Pickford beaten, but Cody was done well to cover on the line. It could have been a possible goal there. Um, the second half, of course, was I think it was around the hour mark, wasn't it? When Tilkarski buried the header, yeah. the corners kind of did trouble us. Jordan, the game, we knew a new set piece was going to be a big one with Sean Dyche, and we were kind of bullied there in that area. Uh, and Trossard had, had a, an effort well saved by Pickford. Um, he's had a good start to his Arsenal career, though, in fairness. And then, of course, there was a penalty pay when uh, Mopey tackled Gabriel. Could have went either way, in fairness. You know, I thought it probably should have been given because uh, he did mill into the back of him. But, look, it was... It was disappointing, but we knew the bounce effect that Sean Dyche was going to have on Everton. The home support was just incredible, being his the first game for himself. But I didn't think we'd done enough, to be honest, to even win the game. It's probably our worst performance of the season, hands down. Um, to be honest, very little to take from, from it myself. I think it's just easy to say, move on and look at Brentford on Saturday and hope that... Uh, Things have changed drastically. I'll come to John Mealy since it's your first and back in a while, John. Uh, how do you see the game on Saturday? Yeah, there was, there was something in the water that I think we all felt this was, there, there was something about this game that didn't, just didn't fit, fit right with any of us. Yeah. Early kickoff, new manager, back up to Goodison Park where we didn't play well last season. And you've got to say, I mean, we've said it before, the other team do tactics and they got that tactics spot on. They were well up for it as well. Um, I was reading the stats, they ran on average three kilometres per player more than they done all season on the Lampard. Jeez. So that'll tell you the kind of effort they put in. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, they got in amongst us. We kept their we kept their wide players Saka and Martinelli really wide, and every time the ball got to them, it was really slow getting to them. Yeah. And every every time the ball did get to them, there was two men on them, and it just everything just seemed so slow. Party was hunted by the two guys they had in midfield. They didn't really give him much time at all. Um, yeah, it, it, we just want that the races for whatever reason. Um, the goal itself, everything spotted something. Well, I'm gonna say Dice spotted something because they tried that long, yeah, long corner to the back post four or five times. Mm-hmm. Um, we've obviously got the three big guys in the middle, um, and Gabriel and Saliba and Saka defending the corners. And they bypassed them all together looking for Tarkovsky coming in on the back post. And yeah. on one occasion, he managed to do it. And he was just physically too strong for Odegaard. Um, that's something that could come back to haunt us. So, but, I'm, I mean, Arteta's shown he's, he's quick to learn. And yeah. I think that'll be something they'll be working on to make sure it doesn't happen again because other teams are going to be looking at that. Um, I thought the substitutions didn't really help us. Um, I know after the game we were talking. I watched it with Martin after the game we were talking. I think there was an opportunity maybe for an overlap fullback back there. We, we could have brought bring a Trussard on, whether it was for Martinelli. I personally would have gone for Shaka. You're the guy in, if you're chasing the goal, just to bring us something else. And I would have been in the game to bring Tierney on the time to do something, you know, get beyond yeah. the defence and pull, yeah. pull her back. He could have even brought Trussard on for Eddie. Eddie was struggling in the game. He's yeah. in the box looking for space. He wasn't really linking up to play. Maybe if you brought Trussard on for him, I might have brought something different. I just think we should have, we could have tried something different. Uh, instead, we just kept going with the same tactics. Um, I've seen an awful lot of people giving out about Jorginho. How can you blame him? He's first game. He's only on after 30 minutes. I'm hoping Party. It's not too seriously injured. I'm hoping that's the reason he's taking off. Maybe his ribs were giving him trouble. Um, I'm hoping that's all it was. But it was a tough game for Jorginho to come back in and make his debut in their chasing game like that as well. So, um, put it down. They've earned a right to have a bad game. Yeah, They've been so good this season. They've earned a right to have a bad game. And they have an opportunity in their next two home games to put that right. Um... I liked the manager. He didn't come out and criticise the players. He put his hands up and said they were better than us. They deserved it. We'll walk hard and we'll get back in. We'll get back in place in our place on Saturday. Um, not a good day. The office, as you said, is worth the performance of the season. And but <laughs> as I said, I think a lot of us sort of felt this coming in the water. Yeah, just say that didn't we? Yeah, yeah. I remember pre- predicting this one with Martin and Ian and Ozzy last week. It was either a draw or an early win because Goodison Park, I don't think we lost 2 1 there last December. And I think the other game before that was nil all when Duncan Ferguson was in temporary charge. So the last few seasons we found it tough. Yeah, we, uh, we didn't win for the last six years. So, like, it's nothing like unusual. Years. Yeah. Jesus Christ. So <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not like that we, we, we had yeah. loads of wins there in the last couple yeah. of years. But, like, Look. <laughs> well, how did you see the game, Martin? Well, yeah, like I was there and it was in the river bar and kind of, yeah, after last week, you know, we were saying like it could be a really tough game. And yeah, like Daesh is, is one of these managers anyway. And, and as I said, Goodison is not a great hunting ground for us anyway. But I just felt like, I don't know if the, I think Eamon said it on the 
on the WhatsApp, the pitch didn't look great. So like it's very hard like to do like proper passing, you know. So and if you're not not saying you're not used to it, but like look, you have to get around it. But like generally, I felt the energy wasn't there. Like normally, what I've found this season, like we we were always like for the second ball, we were always there and we kind of got the ball back fairly quickly and then we went on. This didn't happen in that game. We just lost out on every second ball. They were thinking, and we actually were lucky, very lucky that we went down one or two nil in the first half because there was a few chances. Like if they would have a few better players, and probably that's the downfall. Why are they they're not as as good as they are this season? Is that they they're not you know in the game and look, they could have scored, but um. Um, we had loads of ball. We had 70%, I think, of uh, of possession, which shows you again, possession doesn't mean anything, and we just didn't create anything. And the, the change, yeah, I hope Hardy is not injured too badly because every time he's leaving the pitch, we're getting a goal against City. We did when he left, and and now against uh, Everton, he left as well. So yeah, let's hope there's nothing too too serious about him because Jorginho, look, it wasn't an easy game for him to come in. Um, would have been nicer circumstances for him. But yeah, it wasn't our day, and unfortunately, it's just like put it to bed, and hope we can turn up on Saturday against Brentford because that's not going to be an easy task either. Um, do you think um, a player like Gabriel Jesus could have changed the game? Martin, have you played? <sighs> Ifs and buts, you know, like that. <laughs> it's kind of like you just don't know. I, 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 as I said, generally, I think that the energy wasn't there from the first minute. We didn't look like we were up for it. I don't know if it's just the twelve thirty kickoffs, you know, like yeah, traveling up to, up yeah. to, to Liverpool. I, I don't know. Like, look, they're professional players, so that shouldn't really make a difference. The fans, but everything was behind Everton. You know, the fans were behind them. The the energy <clears throat> from the new manager, you know, and as you said, if you yeah. run as a, as one person three kilometers more than you normally do, then first of all, that proves you were a lazy bastard beforehand, and second <laughs> of all, you didn't play for the manager anymore, and that's kind of what it is. But look. They're not having bad players, Everton. It's just they didn't show it. But it's just it was just better on the day. But they didn't take all their chances, and and they were lucky. Well, lucky, I don't know. They tried it with the long balls, uh, and they were lucky to to get that ball in. Odegaard was a bit pushed off that ball. Can you do better? Cause every goal you receive, you can do better. But like, just didn't happen on the day. But we we should have scored. We should have got. But I can't see. I think the 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 only really chance I can see is like Saka's thing was like taken off from Cody on the line. And then the Trossard shot, like, but didn't really trouble him. So, like, we didn't deserve anything. Maybe a point no. we could have deserved no. out of it. But we didn't deserve more than that. We definitely didn't deserve to win it. But, look, it's a loss. Thank God the sports did us some uh, yeah, huge some help yesterday. You know? But, like, look, we, we don't want to depend on them anyway. But, like, look, it's the, the only thing they could do good this year. That's, that's fine for me. So, um, still five points ahead. But, we look, we have to win our games. That's the simplest that. There's no point winning against United and Spurs and then losing to like relegation candidates, you know, and that's what you don't want to do. And like, that's it. So let's see what Brentford Saint brings us. Yeah. Um, I thought Onana causes a lot of problems as well. He's a very fast athletic player. First time I've kind of seen it this season. Yeah. Good um, job. Again, he can't score. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the same with Calvert Lewin as well. That chance that yeah. he nearly got. Yeah. Um, Eamon, how did you see the game on Saturday? Disappointing. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I don't think it was complacency. Um, and I don't necessarily no. think it was a lack of energy. Uh, I just think that we weren't ready for the tornado that Everton brought, and they did. They brought a tornado. They won't be able to play like that every week. This was a real, you know, we need to. Send out an SOS to the fans. We need to do all of that type of stuff, right? And normally, 
um, you can kind of ride that out, but we never really got the grips with it. That's the first thing, right? We struggled with our long ball direct approach, which we shouldn't do because we've been dealing with that all season. But I have to say the point about the pitch, um, the pitch was a disgrace and it was made that way. It was holes all over it. And one of the reasons why it's, man, that's not an excuse, it's just a fact. It was holes all over the pitch. I never noticed the Goodison pitch being so bad. It was terrible. And one of the reasons why the pitch was made terrible is to stop us from passing the ball quickly. You can pass the ball on a bad pitch, but you can't pass it as quick, right? And that brings me to John's point. And people say, oh, they kept doubling up on our wide players. You can't, you can't double up on two wide players at the same time. Because if you do, you're leaving a big, massive gap in the middle, right? The problem we had was we got the transition out to Saka quickly. He was doubled up immediately. I will be had a fantastic game in that regard, right? Yeah. So Saka spent most of the time going back inside, and then it goes back into Ben White, and then it goes back into Odegaard, then it goes back to Brandon Saka, and then you're looking at Martinelli. By the time we do all that on that pitch, Martinelli is now double teamed, right? And I was screaming out for somebody to say, do something different. Try and spot Eddie in the box and try and even get a 50-50 a, a down the channel that he can chase and cause a bit of havoc. Yeah. Eddie's very willing. Eddie, yeah. Eddie's very willing, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, just because he doesn't have the ball on his feet doesn't mean he's not contributing. He's running in those channels the whole time. The problem was, for the first time this season, and it could be something to do with the pitch, Granite Zaka's passing was all over the place. It was always half a foot behind where it should have been, half a foot ahead of where it should have been, and he's normally very precision with that, right? So all of that meant that we just became a predictable force, moving the ball too slowly across. By the time, I mean, Seamus Coleman had his easiest day all year. By the time it got to Martinelli, you know, you could see Martinelli in great spaces in the first half. Give it to him now. Give the, but either, either we weren't just sharp enough to do it, or I mean, we didn't play on that pitch. But I could see at half time. You could see the divots all over the place, right? Yeah. Um, so that's the first thing. The second thing is about losing the second balls uh, that Martin referred to. Well, Thomas Party wins most of them for us. Thomas Party was not fit on Saturday. Yeah. And he shouldn't have played. He was not fit, right? And it was clear uh, that he wasn't fit because he wasn't getting torn as quick. He wasn't into the second ball as quick and all of that type of thing, right? And the uh, the goal, and I'm going to say this now, and I hate saying it because I love the guy. He's been brilliant for the Arsenal, a breath of fresh air. Arden Ramsdale is a, a, a problem for us at corner kicks. He's a big problem for the corner kicks because teams have identified he's not the biggest in the world for goalkeeper, right? They're crowding him out and they're going over him. And the reason why they're going over him is make him stick or twist. Yeah. So against Man United, he twisted, right? When I was at that game and I thought he came out to punch that ball. Uh, but when I watched it again uh, in the comfort of my own home, when I was back, he didn't. He tried to catch it and flap with it. He took a twist and flapped. There was an earlier game in the season, I think it might have been Villa at home when they equalised, 
where him and all was bundled into the goal. Right? That's and right, yeah. Managers, managers have identified that. And much as I love him, and greatly as he is with the ball at his feet, great attitude he has, great shot stopper, he is becoming a real problem for us at corner kicks. We've got to sort that out. So whether, whether, whether it's... Um, I mean, you would be better off using Odegaard. It's hell in the name of God was Odegaard marking one of their centre-backs. That's got to be in Ketia. That's got to be in Ketia. He was actually very good in the air, right? You cannot have your least combative player marking one of their big hitters on a set piece. You just can't. And in fairness, I don't want to criticise too much because we've been very good both in attempting set pieces and defending set pieces all season. But it was remarkable that Odegaard was the man left doing that. Odegaard, if Ramsdale is a problem, to my mind, Odegaard has got to be shoving the obstructor of Ramsdale out of the way. Do you know what I mean? So if they're going to obstruct Ramsdale, well, then get somebody in to dump them out of the way and give, just not to give the boy a penalty, but enough to get the keeper a good sideline. And then, yeah. and I believe that Ramsdale could have actually got that ball, except for the Man United incident was on his mind. Right? Probably. So I think that's a problem that we need to iron out. Um, I think um, in relation to what John said about the manager, I agree. He didn't come out and castigate the players. Uh, he says he loves them even more because, you know, we've got to remind ourselves of what they've done to get where we are and get back to that and just take a breath. That's the right thing to say. However, I would say privately in the dressing room, that wasn't the town. Yeah. It was a bit like what was on the documentary, I'd say. After the Newcastle was, game, i say it was very similar, yeah. Uh, well, the Newcastle game was different. Um, I played well that. Yeah. I would say that the, the which they won away. I would say that the, 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 the no last season. I mean the, last season. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I I would say that the um the, the conversation in the dressing room was a little bit more uh, sparky than what he was saying, and he did the right thing, and I think that's good. That's good from a manager. Yeah. Um, just a couple of other things. Uh, what what will happen now is that. Other teams will say, oh, we have a blueprint now. You know, um, just outdo Arsenal's intensity, go direct at them, all of that type of stuff. Uh, and I think we're clever enough to know that that's going to happen and find a way of dealing with it. Um, so I would say one of the things I was disappointed with um, is that we didn't mix it up a bit more. We, we kept trying to do the same thing. I think John is spot on there. Um, but look, these things happen, you know. Um, really, I suppose what will answer a lot of questions is Brentford now will, will sniff that because they're a similar type team, only better. Um, we're at home, uh, it's a question we need to be brave to stick to what we've been doing all season, get a hold of the ball, dominate Brentford, and go and win the game. And if we if, if we beat, if, if we do that, well then Saturday will be forgotten about fairly quickly. So it's a it's a case of um, get up and move on, um, and it is what it is. And uh, dis- disappointing and all as it was, um, <coughs> you know, that's it. You, 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 there are games you lose. You know, John John would remember in particular. 
Um, the two thousand, the two thousand and two triumph. Yeah. You know when they were calling for Wenger's head after we lost at home to Blackburn uh, or Charlton. I think it was Charlton. Uh, John, you know, yeah. we were training down, yeah, and we lost to Blackburn as well. And um, we learned from that. So you got to take it in the chin. Um, so it wasn't, it, it wasn't a good watch. No, yeah. I, I know Ian Wright mentioned our match today and Saturday, the meltdown. There was because we lost to Everton, but like, <clears throat> I think we have to remember as well, it's only our second defeat in the league this season. And we didn't get battered score nine wise, but look, if, if that was two or three weeks ago, I, I reckon we would have torn them probably, you know. I, I think we were probably more to draw on the game, you know. I, I mean, on another day, on another day, on another day, Jonathan, Bakayo Saka's shot goes in. Yeah. Eddie, yeah. He did very well to make a chance for himself. I think he just got excited and he should have yeah. gone across the goalkeeper. You know, another day, they go in, but it just didn't happen for us. And look, it's better off put that in the rubbish bin and move on. We've set the bar so high this season. We were expecting to go out and beat teams like everything you know. And um, look, it's only it's it's a blip. That's that's what's called it a blip, you know. And we move on. Um, that's back to back defeats, wasn't it? The City game and then that one, but um, Brentford's a big one on Saturday. Uh, before we move on to that one, uh. I'd find it tough. I found it tough getting a man of the match out just myself. Uh, who <laughs> yeah. stood out for you, John, for the Arsenal? Um, I thought the two centre half stood up well to what was thrown at them. Um, the Libra and Gabriel, um, I think they've been outstanding all season. And considering the onslaught basically from long balls, I thought he did well. So I'll go with Saliba. As you said, it was there's not a whole lot there, there, there. To be cheerful about the top two to the half to the outside football. Um, Martin, who stood out for you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, again, like it's it's not that easy when you lose to pick a man of the match from your your team, and again because they were all equally, I think, like you know, like not present. Um, for me, still, like you know, like yeah, as John said, uh, John said uh, the centre back. So even Sinchenko, like he still kind of tried to, but. Obviously, if you don't have the precision with the passes, you know, and then you, you just think it's just going to be that much harder. Like, and and look at they they do all the things for for me. Yeah, either one of the defenders, you know, even that the goal, you know, maybe could have been avoided by one of them. I don't know, but um, I, I give it to Sinchenko because for me, Sinchenko is actually playing really well, and I think without him, we would be struggling even more. Um, but I think what we should have done is we should have kind of mixed it up because. One one thing I have to say like that um, we have a starting eleven now, but I think we're getting predictable now, even the way we play. So that needs to kind of change somehow, some bit better, and maybe we could have done it. But I think Sinchenko would have that in his in his thing, and he played quite well. So, but yeah, Sinchenko for me. Uh, Eamon, who stood out for you? Yeah, I, I think Martin might be maybe suffering from post traumatic stress disorder. I mean, our last league game. <laughs> When we battered Man United in the last 20 minutes and through sheer will and mixing it up, yeah. and mixing it up, we won the game. Like, so I don't accept that we're predictable and we're suffering and we're struggling either. No, no, no from the start I'm talking about, like, you know, like that we, we could have started a bit uh, differently. Martin, I didn't interrupt you. Uh, at the price you like, you don't interrupt me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, so I don't, well, I, I, no, I do all, all uh. serious. All seriousness, all seriousness. 
before I, I, I talk about the, the Arsenal man of the match, I want to give a shout out to a Highland boy, and that was Alex Iwobi. Because mm. I stood, I stood in the morning kickoff at Everton when we beat them 2-0, and they were pathetic. Um, and our fans were in total moan. You know, we, we, Danny Welbeck scored early doors, and it's all good stuff. And a bloke said to me, you don't know what you're talking about, mate. Iwobi will be a championship player in two years' time, mate. And I said, Iwobi will be a championship player. I don't think so. And ask any Evertonian. He's been the one player that stood yeah. out for them this year in a bad season. And he was outstanding on, on, on Saturday. And I think he, he, he didn't want to leave the Arsenal. Um, he's an yeah. Arsenal boy. Uh, grew up there from Highland. And, uh, you know, I think it's, it's worth a mention. His performance was outstanding uh, on Saturday. For me, I agree with Martin. I think Zinchenko was probably the player that was trying to do most to get us moving. He was trying to look for Martinelli or something inside. He was trying to snap it up a bit, you know. But, um, you know, in the overall malaise of things, it just didn't work out. But I thought Zinchenko was probably our best player. Um, before we move on to the Brentford game, what do you take of the situation with Ben White? He hasn't been the same player since he came back to the World Cup. Yeah, it's a it's a bit of a strange one, isn't it? I, mean, I don't know he if he so, so good before he went to wait with England with the World Cup. He don't he just something looks off. What do you think? Yeah. We still we still don't know what happened in the World Cup. Why did he leave? What what's the actual reason for it? You know? um, Sorry, it was personal reasons. It was down for. Yeah, but we don't know what that is. But look again, like we're talking about humans and not FIFA, FIFA uh, twenty three players. So look, everybody can have a thing. Like we have somebody who can step in for it. And again, maybe Tommy Asum might uh, want yeah. to start. Like you know, but Ben will be Ben, ben, ben will be okay. He just um, he probably just needs yeah. to reset. You know, yeah. Yeah, this is happening now. Period at the moment. Yeah, um, yeah. I I probably give man of the match to Zinchenko. Um, I thought, I thought he's had a great first half of the season for us, you know, um, and that may continue. Um, also, a big shout out to one of our own uh, who scored to, for Spurs, Harry Kane. Thanks very much, Harry. you will be forever in our prayers if, if Francis gets dumped out of the league by the Lux. Um, just before we move off the, the Everton game, right, I've given a big shout out to Alex Awobi. But I also want to give a serious, serious, you know, Rat of the Year award to that Neil Mope. What he did was nothing short of disgraceful. And it yeah. should be punished. Or the Sanchenko one. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He should be punished for that. I mean, yeah. he's telling the referee that he's being headbutted. My yeah. God, it was up. You cannot leave that unpunished. It's and, it will be. And there again, like, and this is kind of what baffles me about VAR. Like, fair enough, like, in the game, like, we're not looking at this, fair enough. I do understand all this nonsense, what they're talking about VAR, right? But retrospective, that should be looked at, you know, like, and this shit should be cut out because once somebody's getting barred or banned after what a game for doing shit like that, it will stop. It just won't happen again. And that's just kind of like, I think, what VAR should be used as well. Just retrospectively ban people. I don't know. It's just absolutely disgraceful what's going on, like, you know, and I don't know. But that was the worst of saying them, you know? Yeah. He's a wind-up merchant, though, isn't he? Like, he was like that at Brighton. I've been winding up, though, and another thing then, pulling an opponent onto you, and going down, and then, and then actually, yeah. in the referee, you and then I think he oh, had he said oh, something oh. to him after as well. 
and Zinchenko got a bit thick about that as well. He, like he, he's a typical Sean Dyche player as well, you know, to just just score. Yeah. Um, and another thing about Sean Dyche, if uh, Ateta would have done what Sean Dyche was doing all day on the on the on the line, fucking your man would have gone absolutely bananas. Yeah, hold on. Before you even go there, if um, if Martin Odegaard had done what Neil Mopay had done, the first person in the queue to say it was a disgrace would have been Sean Dyche. Yeah. And yeah. they say, man up and man up and man up, you know. Um, look, I think like all you can do is sum it up. It was a bad day at the office, you know. Yeah. And we we learn. And to be honest with you, any time we have lost, um, which has been very seldom this season, we found back quite quickly. And I think it would be the same. There's there's a week between Saturday's game and this Saturday, so you know, I'm sure things will be ironed out early on in the week. What happens? Um. Yeah, that brings us to um, the preview of Brentford uh, this Saturday at 3pm on um, Premier Sports 1 or if you're lucky enough like Mark and John and Eamon you'll be at it themselves I think it was actually around this time last year we played them as well we won 2-1 at home um, mm-hmm. we won 3 nil away in September uh, which was a great performance Tobio played them um, Saliba Jesus and a cracker from Fabio Vieira and uh, were the goals, um, but Brentford lie seven now. A different Brentford team, I think, in the last since the, the World Cup restart, they haven't lost the game. Very strong at home, um, decent side as well. Seven with 33 points could even be a show if you were in football in the second season in the Premier League. Um, I think it'd be a tough game. I think they give us a tough game, a lot tougher than last September for sure. Um, Tony and Bremo and Wissa are very good front three for them. Um, and it's on. You know, like it's, it's it depends on what way we, what way we are after last Saturday's defeat. I, I think there's enough there at home that we can do another two one. I take happy like last season. You know, and um, I think we've enough there to to win. But it'd be a narrow win. I think, in my opinion, they're now push over the Ramparts. Um, no. I go to um John since it's our comeback one. How do you see the game going on Saturday? As you said, you got um. We we've got a we've got a score to settle now. We've lost two games with the bounce of regroup on our own pitch, on a proper pitch, in front of our own fans. Um I expect I, I'd be surprised if Tommy Asio doesn't start. I'd be surprised if Jorginho doesn't start. Other than that, I think he'll go with the same setup. Um we play air game and uh, as as I, I totally agree with you, I think it'd be a tougher game than it was at their place. Um we expect a good game. I expect a good game and um on air place I think I think we'll do them. I think we'll beat them. I I, I just think we need those changes though. I I, I think yeah. Party as Eamon said, I think he, he's not fit. I know we're gonna need him for the, the Man City game on the Wednesday, so we'd rest him. <laughs> give him give him the out give him the weekend off. And as I said earlier, I am I'm, I'm concerned about we and Tommy Asley was a fantastic player to have him reserve to come in. So I don't think you're losing that there at all. So they're the only two changes I'll be making, at least for the start of the game. And uh, on a proper pitch on our own grounds, I think we'll do. Um, Eamon, how do you see the game going Saturday? Be tough on us? Of course it's going to be a tough one. Brentford are very good. Hmm. Brentford are actually stoked with talented players. <laughs> they play a very direct style. And, you know, um, and they play it at 90 miles an hour. Um, and what I said earlier was, we have to be brave enough 
in the wake of last Saturday's loss. Anyway, we play and impose our game. And Arteta talks about filling the right spaces, doing that. That's that's what we do. We've got to continue to do it. And if we do it properly, and if both, if both their centre halves are switched on and deal with what, what's going to come at them, um, I think we win by the odd goal. Yeah. Um, yeah, for your first show, that one, all right. Um, Mark, how do you see the game going on Saturday? Yeah, exactly the same. Like, you know, like, I mean, it's Brentford, you know, like, and they've been hustling for the long time. But we are we are playing at home, and I think we play a bit different than we played last year. So, if if it goes anything, what I've been seeing from, from Arsenal playing in this stadium, like, the, the way the fans are behind them, it's just a different atmosphere. And and, and hopefully we can we can bounce back from that. Um and I think, yeah, we, we, we should get a win, but it will be exactly be a narrow win. It won't be anything anything big. Um, and hopefully, yeah, three points, that's all we need. And, and then bring on Man City on the, in, during the week, and that's what we need. You just just have to keep playing the way we play, because what I've seen so far, it's just a, just a different team to compare to last year. And then this was hopefully just a blip. And I'm, I'm I'm buzzing to see the the new things outside the stadium, you know, that's going up all this yeah. week. So, for, yeah. so I think it, it'd be all. I don't know if it'd be an occasion as such, but like it, it just be it, the crowd is good anyway as it is. But I think that's just gonna make even more like of an atmosphere and like and people are just gonna be thinking. And yeah, look, three points would be great. Just you know, just never know. It's football, you know. But hopefully we we get there. Yeah. Um... Score prediction wise, I go with two one myself to ourselves. Yeah. Um, John, prediction? Well, I'll take two one. I'll take. I'll be happy with that. Two one all day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Any time of two, two yeah, one. Yeah, two one. Like yeah, yeah. So the, 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 the mention of the word blip has come up a few times on the show. It reminds me of one of the uh, great Glenn Huddle misquotes. Um, Falpar, when he said him, um, yeah. You know, every team has a blimp, and this is our blimp. So, <laughs> <laughs> massive balloon. <laughs> the ground, our blimp. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Met life blimp. <laughs> um, yeah. Is there many going from the Dublin Arsenal Supporters Club to this one, Aim? Oh, with oh, yeah, the whole 27 going. Yeah. That's uh, the tickets. The We've got 27 tickets. Um, up. and we had to turn people away for this one, Jonathan. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a nice kickoff time. You can do a day trip as well, being a three o'clock game, can't you as well? Not at all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is anyone going to Man City to follow Mansi? No. Yeah, Sheikh Mansour is coming over. <laughs> <laughs> this will be City's last game. I'm a chat with Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it'd be great to see City being thrown out and finally financial fair play being looked at in a serious manner. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think we should maybe give give, give a couple of minutes to that because... Yeah. So, what's your opinion on it, Eamon? Well, I'll tell you what it is. Um, I don't think this is going to be a sweep it under the carpet, give them a 40 grand fine job. No, I don't think because, so. No. Because you see, if you think of it this way, right, the Premier League is such a big product. Right, and Man City has such a big part of that. There is no way they would have released the statement the way they did if they thought they were going to be made mugs of. Yeah, I think City are in serious trouble here. Right, 
they came out and very assertively made in the statement saying you're being charged with a hundred breaches of after a four-year investigation so you can to me if you decode that you can talk out all the lawyers you like but we have the evidence because if if the premier league backs down on this now the premier league is a tarnished tarnished yeah. body and i don't think they would have come out as assertively as they did unless they had serious serious evidence that's the worst right? be a white paper document coming out by the british government as well isn't I, I, I i think the punishment i i, I hope the punishment uh, isn't this season because yeah. i don't if, if, if we're going we may win the league me wait me, me we may not win the league but i'm not going to have us winning any league because somebody else has got points yeah we like to time rangers yeah never mind all that just just think about this for a second because this, this has been on my mind all day <clears throat> if city are found guilty i think what will happen is they'll be relegated I don't think so. No, I, I th no, I think this is so serious, Jonathan. Yeah. This is not. This is not a breach of financial fair play regulations. No, th yeah. that's not that. And this the charges is, are not coming from. What do you either. think? What do you think the Premier League is saying? And uh, if it's not like, what? What do you think they've breached? They broke rules. It's fraud. They it's, yeah. it's fraud. They, they, yeah. they, 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 according to the charges, they misinformed everybody about what they were paying players. They misinformed everybody about their, their, their finances, right? This is fraud. And in Italy, they relegated AC Milan. They relegated, you know. Yeah. And the, I'm just saying the point, the reason why I think this is different is because I don't think they would have come out the way they did saying, we're putting 100 charges to you if there wasn't. And I just want to make one point. And I said this at the start of the season. When I was told by somebody that human rights didn't matter and owners, we need proper owners like Man City or Newcastle. I don't want their owners at our club ever, darkening the door, right? Because this is what you get with them. And I don't buy into the Saint Pep of all, um, of all uh, free of sin, right? Pep will stay at that club if he thinks he's a chance to win the Champions League because of brand Pep, the Pep brand. Right, and uh, all of this. If you lied to me, I'm gone. The writing is on the wall at that club. I think, yeah, this is serious stuff, right? Now, maybe it will peter out, um, and maybe they'll sweep it under the carpet. I don't think that's going to happen, but if it does, well, then you just got to throw your hands up and say, Well, why are we all getting so hot and bothered about the Super League? So we might as well just all just form a, a different group and let's just money dominate and let's have a, let's all have owners that don't give a shit about the world don't care about social justice i tell you what i'm gonna i'm gonna finish on this right two two points i want to make what about the great liverpool team and it pains me to say that what about the great liverpool team who stuck up 92 and 93 points when when the other team for eight nine ten years was just breaking the rules completely yeah. Is that fair? No, it's not. No, it's not. And then I look, anybody who hasn't seen it, our documentary on the Hayland Academy on Arsenal.com. Has anybody seen that? No. In six parts. Go and watch it. And when you watch the effort that we're putting in, yeah. not only creating an academy of good footballers, 
But for fellas who don't make it, to try and fix them up in life, to try and fix them up in football, yeah. that's what a football club to me is. Not owned by some, you know, war criminal or, you know, uh, who can cook the books and just say, this is my play thing and we're all good. Yeah. And I just want to make that point. It's, it's, it's been annoying me all day. You know, and I'm going to throw me pen again. <laughs> As you say yourself, so frustrating, dude. <laughs> As Jordan City owners are saying. Yeah, that being said, I'm now probably on a Russian hit list. So expect when I'm on my way to work in the morning. I'm gonna get a Bulgarian. I'm gonna get a Bulgarian dart in my calf, <laughs> and that's the end of me. Or some Polonium two ten is gonna be uh, forty bus. And anybody in fingers here, folks, don't get on the one forty in the morning. It's gonna be Polonium covered. Martin, can you hold up posting this show until everybody gets into work? Oh, god, yeah. Definitely ten thousand views after this one, Martin. Uh, sure, yeah. Go com. Are you listening? Get this on your site. I love a memory of Eamon Donnelly. <laughs> John's comeback show was the end of Eamon. <laughs> Threat alert John, in English. John, as a long-suffering colleague, you know I love you. Just be <laughs> in case anything happens, okay. <laughs> it, is, it, it, is a, it is a fair point, and I was reading in the Telegraph this morning that the Premier League need to get out in this early and put, you know, do the right thing and not be found wanting. You know, as Eamon says, the world will be watching the, the Premier League now. It's a soft touch or not, yeah? Well, today, my point's been all over the place on this. I mean, I've changed my mind half a dozen times on this. Obviously, I've been walking on thinking, <laughs> they'll fix this before next season. They'll have this decided and sorted. And then, obviously, as you're, you're hearing the reports coming in from Sky Sports and you're, you're reading things online and you're reading the newspapers, you start to realise just how serious this is. And then you just start to wonder, does the Premier League have the balls to do what the Scottish FA did to Rangers, to do what the Italians did to Juve and AC Milan? Do what the French FA did to Marseille back in the day. Yeah. Um, it's 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 a very very serious issue, and it's 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 something that we've been talking about since Abramovich took over Chelsea and the amount of money that they've been thrown at the game. And we all thought we all knew this there was something wrong at as CEO. Okay, the naming rights, the Etihad Stadium. I will give them ten times more than any other sponsored stadium on the face of the earth, and all that. Um, but these are serious, serious charges, and I'd be very, very interested to see yeah. if the Premier League have the balls to follow through on it. The lad that is actually doing this up, uh, is he an Arsenal fan himself? <laughs> That's Murray Rosen, I think his name is. But like, it's not going to affect Arsenal because any punishment is not going to be this season, nor do I want it to be. Yeah, but somebody but has to get that they cheated winning the league, or was it? Six after that, you know, it is very annoying. Well, hold on. I thought of this too. Here's a real Arsenal stat for you. If you were to award retrospective championship for runners ups, the time we came second, Leicester City won the bloody league. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and we won't get, we'll get a league cup. Yeah. 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 We get a league cup, Eamon. Yeah. Or sorry, John. Um, but Guardiola had the audacity that time after the sports match to say, the players weren't given hers, and neither were the fans. That's actually for me. The fans be behind them now. It's actually for me another issue. Never mind about these charges. And like, and as Eamon said, they're not the charges. I don't think they're from FIFA. They're from Premier League. So like, they can't even go to a different so, court of arbitration. Are the Premier actually... League saying that they're investigating them 
from 2009. Yeah. They've waited 10, 13 years to, like, why wasn't this nipped in the book? They started this, from what I've read, they started this investigation four years ago. Yeah, and, and it's like it's like any criminal them. investigation. You have to have some evidence to to yeah. to prove it. And, pro and as Eamon said, they wouldn't have come out with it. They spent four years gathering all the evidence they needed, and they're confident that they can throw a hundred charges, hundred very serious charges of breaches of regulation against Manchester City. Yeah. So um, it's is there a there. chance? Is there a chance, that John, of the owners actually being thrown out? Like, no. is is there a chance? It's, no. No, I, did, oh. I, I think the, the, the biggest thing they can do is relegate. Right, okay. Uh, I'll, just explain, I'll just explain that to you, Jonathan. Like, the ownership of the club, uh, unless there were ownership regulations, the ownership of the club is a civil matter. Right. In other words, anybody can own the club, right? But when the owners decide then to invest in a regime that cooks the books, and, and, is, and is fraudulent, then the Premier League are within the right to say, you have been fraudulent, you have broken all our rules, we now inflict the punishment. So it's not like before, as Martin said, there's no European um, kind of, well, we'll appeal it because we were banned from Europe. There'll be yeah. no ban from Europe. This is yeah. down to, the Premier League may well say, you know, and I think, if, if this stacks up, my view is that they'll already be deducted um, 12 or 15 points from the next season, right? at best, at best, right? Or told, well, you're not going to be in the Premier League next year. You're gone. Yeah. Where could they end up? The Championship or lower? Yeah, no, don't championship. Think lower than that. the Championship. Championship, God. Some fall from grace, good lord. Well, that's well, it. as Damon says, it's, it's if um, and the you know, it's happened to you, eh? Yeah, it did. They did. Rangers were thrown down to the torch of tier of Scottish yeah, football, yeah. weren't they? Oh, they tax issues as well. Yeah. Yeah. Folks, this, this day was coming. I mean, Wenger was prophetic when he talked about financial doping. This yeah. day was coming, he did, yeah. he did this say that, yeah, yeah. and know. I hope. I hope they set an example out to the other clubs that are probably doing it as well. I'm sure they're not the only one city are doing it. Um, but if they get off with that, it would be a big boo-boo, won't it, on the Premier League, if nothing is, like it's John and Eamon said, to be, to be a soft target. Sorry if I keep coming in, but this is why I think it's so serious. I don't think the Premier League would have had the gumption to come out and announce what they did yesterday. I'm convinced. If yeah. they were just going to kind of climb, climb it all under a carpet then. Yeah. yeah. I really don't, yeah. you know? Yeah. Because him leader is meant to be, Sionak is meant to be at a, a school or an academy or something over the next day to do it on a release up and similar, but the FA wanted to get in ahead of them. So this has been coming, obviously, down the track, you know, that there's something yeah. going on, yeah. And, uh, I suppose we keep our eyes glued on that. Um, just, I know Martin was here last week when we said, I just want to get uh, opinions from John and uh, Eamon, the signing of uh, Jorginho last week from Chelsea. What, what's your opinion, Lance, on that one? It's a decent stopgap. It's not what we wanted. But we needed to get someone in the cover party. Um, with such short time and in the January window, it was very hard to get the player you want, as we've seen. Yeah. 
two money out to Kuseo at Brighton. Um, it's a decent stopgap. Stop it's only an 18 month contract. If we get the players we want in the summer, you can let him go. I'll let him go next January. I, I, I think it's a decent stopgap. When you consider what we're trying to do this season, I think it's a decent stopgap. Were you disappointed, Eamon, not getting Kuseo, or were you no. happy? So we no. off. No, I could put him in the Mudrick category. Yeah. He could be, he could turn out to be a great player and all of that. But were you really going to pay 80, 90 million for mm-hmm. no, 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 because I tell you what, and, and I do know this. Arsenal won better twice. Yeah, but so does everybody else. So <laughs> does everybody else, John. My understanding though, my understanding, right? Um if you if you read the journals. Uh, comments. One of them, who was Adrian, a very own Adrian Clark, by the way. Yeah, I like him. He's good, yeah. And Declan Rice is very interested in coming to the Arsenal. Uh, Chelsea are after spending their 100, 100 and odd million on, on, in that position. Yeah. Right? He wants to come to the Arsenal. He doesn't want to move to Manchester. Would you move to Man City now? No, right? Yeah. Liverpool won't be able to afford him. They won't be in the Champions League. Right? Man United, maybe. But I think Declan Rice, there's a real possibility. that I, So, if that was the case, right, well then, Jorginho becomes a better signing because yeah. of the length of the contract, because of the fact that you're not buying a mug. Okay, he mightn't be, uh, he, 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 he mightn't be Carl Lewis getting around the pitch, but the, the boy can play. If you look at what he, the way he played with Italy, he actually drove Italy on to the European Championship that time. Really, really impressive. Um, and he's a safe player with Premier League experience. Um, and he, he has a good mentality. And by all accounts, a really good pro. Right? So, all being told for the price we got him. Um, yeah. I think it was a good, good piece of business. Yeah. Um. Uh, briefly, Mark, are you happy enough with um, Jorginho on transfer deadline day? Yeah, yeah I think <laughs> I mentioned it. I mentioned it last week, anyway. So I, I think it's exactly what we needed without going into mad trouble, you know, like in money wise. And he leaves the door open for a lot more summer business, which we do need. We know that. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully, yeah, we can see, like you know, like what he is capable of in in a proper match now when he plays at home for the first time. Hope, as I said, we don't know if Parity is playing or not. Um, yeah, and and let's see what we can do. We we spent uh, or we saved a lot of money on a lot of players this season, uh, in in the summer and in the in the in the January transfer. And let's see how we get on with it. You never know what's gonna happen in with a player, but like looking at it, he's a Premier League player. Um, he's there with the pace. It's the same like Trossard. I think we bought two great players for the price of a half of Mudrik. Yeah. Um, and that's that's exactly what we need, and that's kind of clever buying as well. And that's what you want from Arsenal. You don't want to go and be pressurized in buying somebody for 80 million, which you have absolutely no idea if it's going to turn out or not. Because to be quite fairness, if parties out now on against Brentford, who would you rather have, Georgina or that new fellow from Brighton? Georgina. I'd rather have Georgina because exactly. he's proven exactly. So now that's proven, that's my yeah. yeah. Let me make just one final point because the question that I've been hearing is, well, if Man City, you see, you need to, Man City have not been done for spending too much. They've been charged for cooking the books. Yeah. Right? And creating revenue that they don't have. All right? So the question that has been arising with Chelsea spending all their money, right, is, 
how are Chelsea? Chelsea are next. Chelsea will tell you, no, no, we, they're, they're doing a thing called amortizing, which is like a mortgage. They're mortgaging players. Yeah. So they're signing them off for seven years and they're paying the fee off for seven years. Now, if the players turn out to be brilliant and they're all Stanley Matthews and Bobby Charlton and Tom Finney combined, great. If them players don't work out, that club will be bankrupt. Mm -hmm. Because what they're doing is they're putting all their eggs in a seven-year basket. And they won't be able to... Like, if Mudrick is a great success, right? If whoever they signed, whatever they is, is, yeah. is a great success. Great and all of that. Yeah. Either of them turns out to be a Juan Sebastian Veron, for example. Yeah. Or the Winston Bogart. Hacking in the Premier League and they lose. Like, so they bought this guy for 105 million over six, six, six years. Yeah, right? 18 months in, he's not playing well. What do they do? What do they do? You know, it's a risky business, and the, the issue is that, like, you have an owner now in Chelsea who is like basically an American owner who is used to baseball and basketball teams, and that's exactly what you do in them kind of sports. You buy franchise players, and that's exactly what they are. Yeah. They grow up with the franchise, but the problem is, and, and even Josh Kroenke had to find out, you know, like you're not getting relegated in these leagues. You're just still going to play, so you're going to keep your players, and you think, and that's a complete different ballgame, but they thought like they're going to be clever enough to do this. Sign players for eight and a half year contracts, but one big thing about this as well, this fella doesn't own that money. This is a hedge fund. And if the hedge fund can be very, very quickly on your toes and want your money back if it doesn't turn out, if Chelsea don't qualify for the Champions League and they don't get any revenue back, they're going to, as, as Eamon said, if that doesn't work out, they're going to be gone. They're going to be quicker down as leads well, in, Martin, in the championship. Martin, they won't be able to sell them players. That's the point. I know that's what I'm saying. So they're going to be they're gonna be down with like players, you know, have to play X amount of money for a if team you in the championship. Do, if, if you needed to do, if you were under financial pressure, in 18 months time and you needed to sell Mudrick or Fernandez. Do you think teams are gonna say, we'll give it a hundred million? They will in their ass. Yeah, say, yeah. You, need, you need a sale, guys. You know, <laughs> down the prices right. And we're we're already with these players, we're already in a category where there's basically really only Premier League can buy these players. Any yeah. other league in the in the, uh, in the team yeah. will not gonna buy the them. The market's very small. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like yeah. to be honest, Fernandez and Mudrick does, for example. They're not proven, yes. Uh, and Chelsea, no, no, know. exactly. And that's what it is. It's a risky business. And, and I'm glad we didn't go down that road. But your wife, are gonna, your wife are going to close that loophole in the summer. So the next transfer, well, yeah. they're going to knock a five-year maximum or something like that. Right? They'll, nip that they'll nip that straight in the bud. Yeah. They'll find a way. If, you, if, the, if the transfer deal is 80 million, we're putting that all. That's how much you spent this summer. We're not spending it over the cost of the contract. So they'll nip yeah. that in the board. But Chelsea have done their business. They haven't broken any rules yet. But as yeah. you said, they've got these players now on team contracts and they could be stuck with them if they don't. Okay. And thankfully, yeah. they're still shite. <laughs> <laughs> Grant. That's a nice way to finish. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just, be, uh, just before we finish, as I said, we, uh, I want to do this, this uh, competition. So what you have to do is you have to obviously like this, give a comment on this uh, podcast. Uh, let us know what you want to do. 
go to just Arsenal vids on this thing. I put a link in all this down in in, in our video anyway. Give them a, a subscription. And also I'm going to put a, a Twitter link in for the Just Guna Women, which is uh, Michelle. She's running that for the for the women's channel as well. And she would like to have some more followers on Twitter. Once Just Arsenal vids have 1,000 uh, subscribers, which they, at the moment I think they have 512, uh, we will give away either the pink or the black bottle. Whatever you're going to choose. And there's going to be some other goodies in there as well. Um, so leave your comment. Once you did that, leave your comment in the videos. And then we will uh, draw a winner from that once Just Vids has uh, 1,000 subscribers. All right? Um, and thanks again to them for putting our videos up and actually getting us like some good views. So hopefully we can get some more people, you know, like a bit further out as well. And then I said, just even just read their, their news page, which is actually quite good. Yeah, justarsenal.com is that the site, Mark? Justarsenal.com is the site, and if you, as I said, I leave the the link to the to the YouTube channel in our video and as well for the Twitter page. Yeah. Martin, is the, Martin, is the is the link easy to get into? Which link? The the, the the one that you just referenced, because sometimes when you can't get into a link, it's so frustrating. <laughs> yeah. I, I make it complicated enough to find it. <laughs> no, it, it will be. It will be there. Don't worry. It will be in your spam folder. <laughs> um, no, just want to say from four thousand, we we got four thousand and twenty-three views last week. That was from one hundred and twenty-one the week before. Like it's just incredible when you don't have payment on the show. But I'm sure we'll have doubled that. Come midnight tonight <laughs> when Ponium exactly. chewed tennis in his door box. <laughs> um, no, I'd just like to thank. Uh, is there anything else, Harry, before we go? That's anything you'd like to mention? Football related or Arsenal? No, oh, no, um, I think we've done a lot tonight. Yeah, I'd like to thank. Uh, thanks to John Mealy for coming back. Uh, appreciate that, John. Uh, Eamon Donnelly, thanks again. And uh, Martin Stoneville, um, just like to dedicate. Um, this month's show uh, to um, the uh, Irish Cancer Society. Um, a relation of mine is going through it at the moment, so um, I thought I'd give them a mention. Um, donate at cancer.ie uh, if you'd like to give any donations there. Uh, very worthwhile charity and um, quite vital, really, as well. So, um, Cancer Society of Ireland, cancer.ie, and that'd be for the month of February, I'll be mentioning them as well. Um, yeah, you catch uh, the Brentford game in the River Burr in Dublin City Centre, three o'clock kickoff. Remember, folks, um, yep. show will be up from midnight tonight. Uh, we're back on Spotify just to mention again, and uh, um, we're going to have a vote out as well from a name change: uh, the Irish Arsenal Gunner Podcast or the Dublin Arsenal Podcast. So um, we're going for a name. I know John mentioned that actually last week in the WhatsApp group. So. John, yeah. thank you very yeah. much. <laughs> uh, until next week, lads. Thanks very much, and uh, we'll see you again soon. Like and subscribe, as always. Exactly. Come on, Gunas. See you on Saturday, right? Bye, guys. Bye, bye, bye.